give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. that beer pour you guys know it's another monday night edition of the kayak fishing radio show i'm your host charles levi also known as redfish chuck joining me as always peppy vidal what's up brother here man good man doing doing a lot better than i was last week last week i was hurting a little bit but um but i'm doing good man i'm doing all right man a little little stressed out right now but it's all okay man it's all for the good man it's all, you know, the whole Christmas thing, then, uh, like you saw, I'm selling my boat. I got other things in the works, which I'm not going to say anything yet, but there's certain things in the works and everything like that, and it's all, you know, it's all, and it's, it's, it's just too stressful, man, this stuff, but whatever, man. <laughs> 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 it's all yep. good. It's all, it's actually all good stress, really, in a way, you know. Yeah, it's a well, a little nerve wracking though, but it's okay. It's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand, man. I understand. Uh, so, uh, break right into it. Let's just see. Today, early this morning, I put on Facebook that I was going to take the <clears throat> PA seventeen on its maiden voyage out into the wonderful world of the no motor zone. Uh, of course, come across our resident expert, Mr. Alex Gorichke. Um, Unfortunately, tonight, I think he's, uh, or fortunately enough for him, but unfortunately for us, uh, he's going to be indisposed tonight, so he won't be joining us. He's actually working uh, a, a side job tonight, so good on him for making some money, but got to see him today for a little while. That wasn't too bad. Uh, man, let me tell you something. Um, not, I'm not even going to just, listen, all right, disclosure time. Ready? Here's the disclosure. Yes, I am indeed sponsored by Hobie. I am on their <laughs> protein. Okay? Everyone knows that, whatever. It is what it is. The PA, the PA-17 is, in my opinion, the most awesome craft that has ever been made of plastic. Notice I said craft, because there is no nothing about a kayak with this thing, right? Like, I never want to paddle it, ever. I just don't <laughs> ever want to do it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's just, you know, it's big. It's, it's a really big boat, man. Uh, so today I took Stephen Lester with me out there into the, uh, the wonderful world of... Um, Again, the uh, the no motor zone. We worked our way up there with our buddy Ray. Uh, we got well. We got out a little late. Actually, got pulled over by Titusville PD. Um, oh wow! <laughs> forgot to put a tag on the trailer when I left the shop this morning. Oh. So there was that. But luckily enough for us, the guy was awesome. Um, after a brief little chat. 
He let us go on our way, and off we went. We got to No Motor Zone as, as expected because, of course, you guys know me well enough to know that it, when it's super cold outside, I'm not waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go fishing. That's just dumb. <laughs> you know, it's 40-something degrees outside. The last thing I want to do is sit in a kayak. So we get there a little bit late. Um, parking lot, parking area is pretty slot full. Um, some very familiar trucks there. I know we saw a few other folks from the group there. Um, but anyway, put the boat in the water. Got to got to heading to the north, and I don't know. We made it not quite to the radar towers with Ray, and we decided, all right, look, man, I'm going to. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go. Like we'll catch up with you, man, and because. Uh, you got to come back, like right? I mean, there's you got to come back by him, so it was what it was. We kind of gave each other space. So Steve Lester and I are only throwing fly rods. So, you know, we weren't going out there with expectations of grandeur. We went out there hoping just to at least see some fish. Everybody knows that the bite's been good, thanks to social media, and so in the uh, in that particular region. And, I mean, for a Monday, Peppy, there was probably 12 cars there. What happened, man? Nobody works nowadays? Jeez. I guess. There's literally, there's <laughs> right? literally 12 vehicles there this morning when we pulled up. We made number 13. Man. So, <clears throat> what was really funny is that most of those people were all within... 150 to 200 yards of each other. <laughs> hey. um, it, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. So, here we go. We're heading our way up there. We get up around this one particular area that we all know and love, and Captain Alex has got his client sitting there. They'd already caught, up, I think he said he caught four reds at that point when we first got there. Um, but there were reds and black drum and trout and all kinds of stuff just milling around. It was very strange because for the amount of kayak activity, there were a lot of fish just kind of hanging kind of hanging out in sand holes and things like that. So, uh, you know, we sort of joined the party but pushed our way through it, you know what I'm saying, um, looking for something for Steve to throw at. And... Uh, wasn't to be along that side. We never really got a good opportunity to throw to a fish that wasn't that wasn't pretty spooked. Um, so you know, it was uh, I don't know. It was interesting. Um, so anyhow, we decided to make our way over to the um, the islands in the no motor zone, right? And. Uh, we get over there, and let me tell you something, Peppy. I would love to go over there with a pole spear and a mask and just shoot every giant sheephead that I saw today in the face <laughs> with a pole spear. There were oh, so man. many, dude. There were so many fish there. So, I mean, as far as uh, as far as sheephead are concerned, and those big white face sheephead, it was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, There were some black drum hanging around, a few red fish here and there. But everything was kind of weird, man. The fish just weren't really reacting real well to the fly. And uh, 
And um, so what was interesting was we come around the corner, this one particular corner, and we heard some splashing. I turn around and look, and there are tails sticking out of the water, broom, broom-sized tails sticking oh, out of the man. water. And, uh, but I'm looking and I'm like, dude, that's pretty deep over there. <laughs> right? So we started to make, we started to make our way over there. Dude, that was like three and a half, four foot of water at least. And I'm thinking to myself, those were some big fish, right? Turn around and look and they're chasing something. There's like three or four of them on the surface, and they're they are after something, trying to eat something. They were, yeah, you know when you see the porpoises and they kind of like race right below the surface and they kind of turn over on themselves to kind of turn around and chase back ever whatever it was they were chasing. That's what these redfish yep. look like. They were, that's that's exactly what they look like they were doing. I've never seen them do that before. It was crazy. Everything all day long today was super lethargic, not spooky. It was just like everything was like in almost comatose, even though it was well after noon. And here come these giant redfish, and they're just they're they're going all out. They're looking for whatever it is they're looking for, chasing down something. So anyhow, we start following them, and I know I'm in four, five, six foot of water at this point, and they're on the surface in front of us, and they're underneath us. You can hear them drumming underneath us. But they weren't drumming like they're scared. It sounded the same way that um, that uh, Holliver sounds at night. Like they were just trying to communicate with each other. Trying to locate each other or whatever. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I was man. Like, and Steve's, Steve's eyes were like the size of saucers. He's just like, man, this is crazy. And, uh, you know... It was what it was. Back up a little bit, you know, backing up in the story a little bit, we come across an area um, around one of the particular islands that had really, really hard bottom at all sand. And I'm sure you've probably seen the guys who have uh, been posting up those pictures of the file fish and stuff they've been dipping or been catching some file fish up and around the bridges. Um, yeah, these... Uh, giant file fish goes swimming by, like a 12 to 14 inch file fish goes swimming by. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're lost, buddy. Like, you, whatever. It was what it was. But still, nonetheless, I pulled that, I pulled the 17, for those who know the no motor zone, I pulled the 17 from the radar tower's Pretty much all the way up to Buck Creek, and the boat the boat tracks perfectly straight, right? Tracks perfectly straight, no problems, no issues there. Super quiet, really is super quiet. I mean, the only thing that I wish I would have done was would have brought the uh, the plug for my Mirage Drive hole because so I pulled the the fins out and laid them on the deck. That hole made a little bit of sloshing noise, that, you know, and I'd really start moving. The one problem I did find is that I didn't, I, I couldn't control the speed very well. You know, I couldn't it I really moving. just. Yeah, the it, boat it was just. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say what it's it's since 
I don't know. I'm just trying to think of it, how you couldn't control it. It's, it's just so much weight, maybe, that you're no, – it's the weight you, on if, it. And then if, if you just barely push with the pole, it takes off like a freaking rocket ship. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, it's not a slug. Like it, 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 I got it you. doesn't. It doesn't take anything to move, but once it starts moving, it's moving, right? And um, I don't have the power pole hooked up to it yet because I'm keeping it behind the uh, behind the shop for the moment, so I don't want to put that on there or whatever, even just the mount. You know, I don't want to risk someone coming and taking my mount off the boat. But the power pole today would have been a very useful tool for sure. Um, I can tell you that I cannot wait to get it to sea deck because, I mean, while I don't mind standing on my feet all day long on the plastic, Sea <laughs> deck is definitely a lot more comfortable. So there is that. Um, but as... as take, take away the fact that I represent Hobie in any form or fashion, right? If I was a consumer and I was looking for a boat that I could take my kids with me or my wife with me, you know... But I can go by myself, you know, when if I wanted to. But I want something with pedals. It, it's it's the answer. I mean, there's no there's no way in the world I think that anybody could possibly fall out of that thing. <laughs> like it, you have to do something really really dumb to fall <laughs> out of it. I mean, seriously, Steve Steve was backhand, you know, throwing a fly backhanded. You know, and he would he would throw a fifty sixty foot cast, and the boat would rock just a little bit, and I was standing up, and he was standing up. You know, I, I feel I feel comfortable enough with it after using it today, to be able to drop the cooler in it, climb up on top of the cooler and pull it like a skiff. It's insane. You can cover some serious ground with it, and and pedaling it by yourself. Let me tell you, it's uh, it, it's it's not that hard. Uh, it's definitely not fast when you pedal by yourself. But if I was putting in at a place like say Bio uh, BioLab or over at Beacon Forty Two or somewhere like that, where I know I'm not going to travel really really far, I'd have no problem at all using it by myself. I mean, I can't even imagine having that much room in the kayak itself by myself. Because today we had Steve Lester, who is probably about 220. Me, I'm 250. Three fly rods hanging in the in the rod holders on the side of the gunnel that they that Hobie provides with the boat. Uh, a full size um, fly box, two backpacks, a dry box, um, a push pole. You know, tons of extra stuff, just extra crap. And there was still tons of room. Uh, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and, I, and, I, and I welcome anybody who wants to, who, anyone who's local who would like to try the boat, I welcome you to come and try the boat. You know, it's, it's going to be used partially as the shop's demo boat until uh, they replace their boat. I mean, until they, until they get their own boat or... Unless they just Tom tells me that's going to be the shop's demo boat, whether I like it or not, and that's cool. <laughs> but mm. you know, uh, it's it's yeah. Is it is it worth fifty three hundred dollars? 
in my opinion, for what we experienced today and being able to utilize it the way that we did, absolutely, hands down. It's, it's like I said, Steve's got a no-motor zone Ginu, and it's more stable than that boat for sure. And Steve throwing a nine-foot fly rod right in front of me didn't worry me at all today. And I wasn't standing high up on a platform or nothing, you know, just standing right behind him basically. So enough about that, but it was awesome. Oh, and then we saw um, some really nice black drum today too. Nice, probably 30, 40 pound black drum, uh, small pods of them, six to, well, about six to eight fish per group and a couple of loners. Um, very interesting, but the sheephead there, they are thick right now. Holy crap. So there is that. <laughs> you been fishing at all, brother? Uh, nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't been doing any fishing at all, man. That's Except right, duck all hunting, I've been right? doing, Yeah, all I've been doing is duck hunting. I, the closest I came to fishing was yesterday. I was up in, I was up in the Edgewater area, and and I was running around with a guy over there with a boat up there, but I wasn't fishing, just running around on the boat. Um, and he had two fishing rods on the boat with him at the time. And we're running around in, you know, that area of Edgewater. That's a re- Let me tell you, that's a nice area over there. I really want to fish that area up there. I want mm-hmm. to fish that area up there. It's a completely different. It's pretty different. up there, man. It is pretty, man. I was running through mangroves and all these stu- all this stuff with him yesterday. He didn't even have a GPS on a boat, and he knew where. I mean, he, I even turned around to him. I go, man, I go, I sure hope you know where you're going because we were just running through stuff, and I, I don't even know where we were and all this stuff. And some of the places we were in was literally six inches of water. I mean, wow. And and it was yeah, it was crazy. We were running through some shallow stuff, um, and actually bumped up a bunch of reds. We bumped up reds left and right, and sometimes we'll stop. He'll stop, whatever, we'll bump up a bunch of reds. He'll stop and go, you want to fish? And I'll sit there and go, uh-huh. dude, I go, I, I can't fish right now. I don't have time for that, man. I can't fish. He goes, yeah. oh, my God, he's going crazy and stuff because of all the reds we're bumping up. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't, whatever. And then I go, what I'll do is this. I'll, I'll pull. Let me pull the boat for a little while here. Let me pull around and stuff. And if we find any fish, then fine. You could toss them at it. But I don't have time to fish, man. No way, dude. I'm, they're going to kill me. You know, yeah. so that's the closest I came. But I'm telling you, that area up there, Chuck, from w- what I saw up there, I've never fished there. And let me tell you, man, I want to go up there and fish that area. I saw a few kayakers up there, too. I ran into, like, four kayakers while I was up there. Um where I launched from, I launched from River River Breeze Park is where we yeah. launched from there. And, yeah, River and Breeze let me tell you, all you got, park. and all you got to do is cross over, cross the channel, and you're in those mangroves and all that stuff, and they're all in that backcountry and stuff. And it's beautiful back in there. It really is. And there's fish left and right there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty title driven up that way too, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, man, that I've, I've been to river breeze park a couple of times, not to launch kayaks, but I've been up there a few times just to take a look at it or just hang out with Jess there or whatever. And, uh, it is, it is a very, very pretty area right up there. Yeah. I've always wanted to very fish that. Dude. 
for a long time I've wanted to fish that, so we, we may all have to make a trip up there. That'd be cool. I would love to go do a trip up there. I really would. I mean, I would really love to fish up there in that area up there because it's just completely different. It's a different type of fishing. I mean, like you said, it's tidal flow. you got a lot of tides there. But it's just, it's really, really pretty. It really is. Mike Welsh says he knows the River Breeze area really, really well. Um, speaking of uh, backwater stuff, I'm going to let you get back to it here in just a second. Just, I had this on my mind, and if I don't say it, then I'm going to probably forget about it. Squirrel type thing, you know, so. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so um, non-pro staff Murdoch is in the uh, chat room there, and he shot me a message tonight on Facebook asking me uh, if he could join us while we're down there in Flamingo. Um, you know, he might not be able to make the same dates or whatever, but he'd like to go down there, and that's fine. You know, I put it out there a couple of times. You know, anybody who wants to go down there the same exact weekend, you know, of course. I mean, sure, feel free to join us. Here's the uh, here's the only thing. I don't know where we're sleeping yet. <laughs> we're 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 planning on staying at the at the park at least one night. I've got a reservation at the park from the second till the sixth, but I I don't really plan on staying at the actual campground after. The second, the second is like we're going to show up. We just drove in, whatever, and uh, you know, set up camp lightly, spend the night, break camp, and head into the back country. And you know, we might stay back in Hell's Bay. We may stay um, over by East Cape. We might stay, you know, around by Shark Bite. I'm not real sure exactly where we're going to be staying yet. So. Um, if anybody wants to make a, their run down there and fish with us the day we get there on the second and maybe follow us around um, the, the rest of the time we're there, that's totally cool. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Just know that there's going to be at least one skiff going down there with us now and uh, possibly two um, and a couple of kayaks. So, you know, it may be kind of tough for us all to hang out the entire time we're there unless you're, you know, willing to pedal or paddle into the back country and come, come find us. Cause my plan is to basically ferry as many of the kayaks and paddle boards as we can using the, the skiff that we have to get back up into the back country and kind of get lost for a couple of days, you know? So that's kind of the long and the short of it. Sorry about that, Peppy. I just had to get that and get that Fine. out there. That's all right, man. Oh, that's good. That should be a fun uh a fun time. Oh, dude, I'm listen. <clears throat> the last couple of weeks I've just been I've been sitting at the fly bench and I'll whip up a couple flies and I'm like, "Yeah, that looks pretty good." And I look over and Steve's working out some kind of masterpiece, spun deer hair this, that and the other and looks really really good. Like all of his uh all of his uh uh like redfish sliders and things like that that he's been tying are just incredible looking flies. Today he threw it out in the water and I mean I I'm I would venture to say if he puts it in front of a tarpon or a snook down in the glades, they're gonna destroy it. It looked really <laughs> nice. And so I, I told him, I said, Look man, you you're gonna just gonna have to tie me up a half dozen of them things. I'm gonna need those for the trip. So um <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gonna be a good time, man. Had by all I'm sure. Um the idea is to just, as I said, just kind of get lost and, you know, 
relieve some of the stresses that all of us have right now, uh, not just because of the holiday season, but, you know, it's the end of the year and you kind of want to just let go and and start the new year off right, you know, kind of start it off with a with a trip like that, I think to me is 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 very important for the uh the psych the uh the uh the brain. I'm trying to come up with a cool saying and I didn't have it so I just threw out brain. But uh, more out man. Today was crazy. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not physically worn out. I'm just like mentally worn out from all of the fish that we saw today and to come up come up empty handed. But that's the that's the life on the fly. You know, that's the thing about fly. That's right. That's right. You can go out there. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. If we had shrimp, <laughs> shrimp, a oh circle hook, and a split shot, it'd have been on. <laughs> but or or even a pack, a couple packs of plastics or some hard baits or something, anything other than fly, it would have been awesome. I mean, for the number of fish we saw and we're pushing around that kind of thing. But uh, you know, but that's say, that's that's part of it. Oh. Real quick, sorry, dude. I, I know I'm gonna get back to you. I promise. Um, we were cruising along behind one of the islands, and I look over, and there's a there's a, like a small, I don't know, eighteen, twenty inch redfish comes cruising down the shoreline, and Steve's like, it looks like a mullet, <laughs> and I go, yeah. well, I, I agreed with him. Like, yeah, it does kind of look like a mullet. Wait a minute, nope, that's a redfish. And he flops the fly out in front of it, right? I've never seen this ever. I've never watched this actually happen. This redfish turns, swims up to the fly, eyeballs it. Like, you can see his eyes staring at it, right? He's probably four inches away from the fly as it's sinking. And he's just staring at it. I'm like, God, is he going to eat it? Oh, man. He's like five feet from the boat, dude. He's literally like Jeez. five feet from the boat, and he finally turns away and swims away. I'm like, oh my god! But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh man. Um, hey, I I saw somebody yeah. else post up just that so you were saying that. I saw I saw a couple posts on Facebook. You're not kidding about about uh, some a lot of people over in no motors on today. I see other people posting it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of people out there, and uh, I know Dee was there somewhere. She, I think she was fishing south of the of the park, or maybe she was on the east side. I never saw her, but um, one of my buddies told me that he saw her. Ray said that he saw her, um, and there was you know just a bunch of folks out there, so it was cool. It was nice to see folks, um, some of the people from the group and stuff like that that were out there. Uh, but real quick, uh, also too, um, I don't know if everybody else had seen it yet. But my buddy Nick Clark, good old Nick, went out fishing today and broke in his new fly rod with a 30-inch trout on fly. Dang. Yeah. What a way to break it in. <laughs> right? Kid, he's young. He's like, 18, he's like 18 years old. He just took to fly fishing recently. And uh, he's caught redfish and trout and, and black drum and snook and tarpon, all kinds of things on fly. And he goes out and he puts up a 30-inch trout. And it is a stud. You can tell by where, you know, you know a big fish when you see it, especially trout. You put your hand underneath its belly and you, you compress it by about six inches. There's there's a, uh, no, not really that much, but maybe like three inches or whatever. 
but uh you can definitely tell that it's a it's a big fish man that is awesome if i were if i were you nick if you're listening to the show i would seriously consider asking somebody to get you a mount of that fish for christmas a 30 inch trout on fly is a is a is a beast a 30 inch trout on spin is a beast but to do it on fly rod is just incredible dude uh, you've you've topped my personal best, which is only probably 26, 27 inches, um, somewhere in there. That is that thing is a monster. But anyhow, there's that, and then also too something else I wanted to talk about real quick, which I think is probably the most important thing to talk about, is uh, and I'm getting to it as soon as I as soon as I find my feed here. Sanibel Causeway. Okay, if anyone's familiar with the Sanibel area. The uh, I don't know what's gone on with the search for the kayaker, the missing kayaker that was out there, but I know that at one point they suspended the search for the kayaker that allegedly was lost out there. Has anybody else, have you heard anything else about that, Peppy? Have you seen anything else about that? Yeah, I haven't heard anything else about it. Um, all I heard was the uh, last I heard was yesterday when they were doing the search and stuff, and that's that's all I heard. I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. So they listen. They had they had they found the kayaks or anything like that? I don't think so. Uh the last no. I heard, um the kayaker was missing and they were looking yesterday and then as it got darker they suspended the search. Um so I don't know if they're I don't know what's what the status is yet. Mike Welsh looks like he's typing something in the chat room. Maybe he has something to say about it, but look, here's the deal. Uh, you got to have a PFD, right? And and he may, this person may have had a PFD, but you have to have a PFD, all right? It's it's law. It's the law. You have to have one, right? It is wise for you to wear one. Okay, it is wise for you to wear your PFD when you're on the water. I know Peppy. I know you do. You have the the the, the hips the hip style that you wear all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I like the inflatable style personally. It's nice. It works out well. In the colder months, like right now through February, March, I don't mind wearing a full vest. That's right? it, okay with me to wear a full vest then because it's an extra layer of warmth. But think about it when you're out there. If you're not, if you're not wearing the, um, the PFD and you should get knocked out of your boat or whatever, or have a have some sort of a medical emergency, it's going to be a lot harder to try and find you if uh, if you're not up there floating about. So, you know, something to think about. And also, too, float plan, drift plan. Make sure you understand where you're going. Uh, safety, safety, safety. We can't talk safety enough. We had some guys in the shop the other day that are planning on fishing the extreme tournaments this year that haven't done it yet. Um, so it'll be their first real experience down there doing it. And, you know, I kind of went a little overboard with them on the safety thing. I'm like, look, you need, you should have a ditch bag in your kayak, and you should have the following products, the following items. If you're going to fish the ocean in a time of year where it could get snotty pretty quick, you should have a flare kit. You should have a uh, handheld GPS that's waterproof. You should have a VHF radio that's also waterproof. Um, if, if at all possible, a couple hundred feet of, of parachute cord attached to an anchor wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, because at least if it, 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 the worst case scenario, you can hang on to it and, uh, and, uh, 
hang on to the kayak and deploy the anchor and tie it off to something. This way here, when you call in Mayday or whatever, they can come straight to your actual location as opposed to you continuously drifting up, you know, with the current in the ocean. If you're going to fish around a spot that's got some, uh, some serious tidal influence, like Sebastian, right? Be smart and don't try and fish Sebastian Inlet in a kayak. You know, um, it is indeed a kayak, right? It's not a it's not a boat after all. Uh, Mike Welsh just said the search is suspended for the Sanibel kayaker. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to that kayaker's uh, family. You know, hopefully they turn up and they can get some closure to the to that tragedy. But see, every year, how many how many how many of these people do we hear about each year, dude? A couple, at least a couple yep. here in Florida. Yep. Got to be smart about it. And and yeah. as as I've told Alex a, a million times, um, the ocean wants to kill you. <laughs> I am a firm okay. believer in the fact that the ocean wants to kill you. Okay, I I've been a power boater for most of my life. I've been offshore in big boats and small boats and. We've, we've done things in smaller boats we probably should never have done, and I felt the ocean's fury at some of the worst times that you'd ever want to be out there. And let me tell you what, doing it in a plastic boat in certain areas of the state is probably one of the most dangerous things you can do in a kayak, period. I would, eat, I would throw that up. I'd throw that right up there with whitewater kayaking and all that other happy stuff. I think that going offshore in a kayak and fishing a mile off the beach and being close to the Gulf Stream, especially down south, is probably one of the most dangerous things that you can do as a, on a safety aspect um, as a kayaker here in the state of Florida. And I don't, I don't think that it's, a, it's so dangerous that people shouldn't do it. I just think that it's so dangerous that you should think about the safety before you get involved in it. And I love it when guys look at me and, they, and then like cross-eyed when I tell them how much money they should spend on safety equipment. And I'm like, "What's your life worth? What, what exactly? Like, what is your life worth? You know, I got buddies of mine that run offshore boats that have survival rafts on their bow of their boats, and they've got they've got you know satellite phones and all kinds of very expensive electronics that'll help them get found, e-perbs and things like that. It's not, I mean. And these are dudes that are doing this in, in 50, 60, 70-foot boats that are built for that, <laughs> you know? It's just, uh, I don't know. Hey, you got to, you know what? That should be the most important thing. Um, most important thing that everybody should, should uh, you know, you should... You know, spend your money on safety and all that stuff before anything else, man. That's it's your life, dude. It's your life, man. It's your life. It's your family. It's everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That's one of those things. You just don't play with that. You don't. You don't short. Don't short safety. You know what I'm saying? You cannot short it. Well, it's um, like we went out. We went offshore and we did some mothership trips with Alex, right? And a couple times we did. Well, the one time I did the trip with him and dropped the boat in the water. I'll be honest, we were stupid. Like it was four foot at four seconds and we dropped the kayaks over the side of the boat. Like, probably not the right day to do it. But 
we had a guy behind the wheel of the boat that was very experienced in handling a vessel in rough seas, and we felt comfortable enough as you know kayak anglers and normal you know seamen that we wouldn't have a problem if the boat one of our boats should get turned over whatever the the big boat is right there you know i don't recommend people doing that going out in 4 foot at 4 seconds cuz it's not the most fun thing in the world to do you feel much like a popping cork i would imagine um but uh you know it doesn't take but 15 minutes not sometimes not even that it doesn't t- yeah i know i said it wade good job <laughs> uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't take uh a whole lot of time usually for the ocean to kick up. You know, I've I've been offshore trolling in May and it will be, you know, one to two foot seas, little to no wind. I mean it's just it's just a barely enough breeze to keep the seas at one to two. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere pops up a uh, an offshore storm and next thing you know, it's four to fives pushing sixes. And the intervals are closing, and the seat and then the surface chop is getting closer and closer, and you know, so it can happen. But anyhow, enough about that. Oh man. So uh, what else is on the agenda, Mister Vidal? What else you got going on? I don't know, man. That's about uh, just got a. Uh, I don't got much going on right now. I got well, I'm going to. Got the holidays coming up, the whole stuff. Merry uh, Christmas coming up, New Year's, and I'm going for Christmas. I will be going down to Miami. I'll be spending some time down there with the family and stuff. Um, nice. Got yeah, got that going on. Um, but as far as fishing wise and fishing wise and stuff, there's not much going on for me as far as that kind of stuff until. Pretty much come to New Year, you know. Pretty much after, pretty much after January. January, I'll probably fish some. You know, I'll, I'll still get out and fish some, even though it's duck season now. I'll still get out and fish every once in a while, um, just to, you know, change it up some, um, and, you know, do a little bit of that. But um, as far as I really start getting busy, it'll start getting busy for me come February. February, oh, that's when everything starts getting all crazy and stuff as far as tournament stuff. I already got my schedule made out. And I got, as far as just boat tournaments alone, is yeah. boat tournaments alone, there's February, I got St. Augustine. Um, then March, got, I think, the IFA in Titusville and Salty Fly in, on the West Coast. And then April, got... Jacksonville. Then it's it's just it's just it's just one right after and I'm not even putting the kayak tournaments in there yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get a little crazy. But it'll be fun. It'll be huh. it'll be it'll be it'll be fun, but I'm you know, right now it's just you know, it's holiday time holiday season right now. I you know me, I duck hunt a lot. Um and just spending a lot of time with the family during this time of the year. You know, I'll spend a lot of time with my kids and everything like that. They'll be out of school soon, too. I think after this week, I think they're out of school. So spend some time with them there and stuff. But it's about it, you know. It's about it for me. Well, well if you're, uh, you're going to be going out, 
Um, I mean, no. What the hell am I saying? Jeez, Chuck, really? Uh, yeah. If, if you could, if you could have, if you can ask your family for a couple of Christmas gifts pertaining to the fishing market, what's out there on the market right now that you've seen that was something that you personally would like to own? Kind of a Christmas wish oh, list. A Christmas wish list, huh? I don't know, man. It's just, uh, there's a lot of things, man, that I would want, man. <laughs> so many, there is so many things I would want, man. You know what? You know one of the things I really do want, that I actually do want one, and I want to try one out? I will eventually get one, probably. I actually want to try out. I actually want to get, I actually want to, not even try it. I want to get one. The native version board, what Randy has. Dude, I, Rand, Randy is I, in love with that thing. I want to get one of those things, man. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want one. I don't know if I want the low seating, like the way Randy is sitting down low like that. I would want something like a cooler to put on it or something like that and do that kind of stuff. You know, something that I'm sitting up on it. Right. Um yeah, but I do I actually do want something like that. I want I want to try that out, man. I've never fished off of a board like that before, and it's just one of those things that said, "Ah, hey, it'd be nice to try that out," you know. Yeah. You know, well, and if anybody, like if it, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say if anybody's feeling um, in a giving mood to out there and stuff like that, man, I really like those Stellas, you know. <laughs> if. <laughs> Those fellas are really nice. <laughs> See, you weren't you weren't here, so you didn't hear my wish list. My wish list last week was like, you know, a Bluetooth speaker and something else. And you're and, and Peppy comes out like, I want a new kayak and yeah. some Stellas. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Yeah, I saw him the other day. That's all. I actually was checking one out the other day at Harry Goods over at Richard's shop, and I was checking. I grabbed one of the Stellas and I had it. Oh man, this is God. This is nice and stuff. I go, oh my God! And I started just you know, and all of a sudden I go, how much is this? All of a sudden I hear the. I, I heard something like eight fifty or some something like that. I'm like, whoa! And I was like, freak! I was like, whoa! I go, that ain't happy. <laughs> yeah, shot that down real quick. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. That is nuts. Um, yeah, so I, I told everybody I was going to kind of continue my somewhat Christmas wish list. Um, man, I don't really need a whole lot or nothing. Uh, as far as fishing gear is concerned, but you know, after today, that Sea Deck kit for my PA seventeen, if if that could be a a gift wrapped thing underneath my tree, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I'll tell you that because uh, all you all you got to do is find the time. You know how it is, uh, Chuck. Yeah, I got to get it down there. No, find no, no problem. Find the time to get it down there, and you'll get it. You know. Yeah, I know. I but you know the thing is, it's like. Today was just one of those things, man. I, 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 I knew that was going to be nice. That that's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, but the what was the other, oh the other thing was I left my stripping basket at the house. No. Oh. So if I so if I can get like 
just a piece of string and tie it around my big toe that's long enough to reach my stripping basket so I never forget that ever again, that would be great. No, you know what's funny is actually today uh, Steve Lester used, we had a sham wow in the shop, and you'll be saying wow every time you use it. Um, but yeah, he had a sham wow, and uh, I was going to say, he'd laid that down over the top of the plug for where the Mirage Drive goes, just kind of covered up that whole area, and it was it was actually pretty good. It would be nice to have something with uh, something a little bit more, I guess, well, the bucket, you know, the stripping basket. I have one. I guess I don't really need one. So I don't know why I'm even saying that right now. <laughs> that's not that's not really on the wish list if I already own one, right? Do you even does, sham wow, does, bro? <laughs> Do you does even your sham bucket wow? work though on it? Does your strip, yeah the your oh yeah the stripping yeah the stripping basket will work just fine on it, dude. Wait, you got to understand something. This thing, this boat, this boat is four foot longer than 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 Steve's Ginu. Yeah. <laughs> it's four foot longer than that. So, like this morning, we were trying to figure out where we're supposed to put the seat <laughs> for the front passenger because there's a bunch of different seating locations for turning the seats around and all this kind of thing. And uh, when we finally got them set up, I'm like, "Wow, this is this is awesome." But man, yeah. and then uh, crazy. it is crazy. It's nuts. It doesn't even make any sense. But uh, so yeah, so. Let's see, C-Deck, and then, um, I don't know, power pole mount for the back of my boat. No, I, I, I'm i good with that. Um, I really don't have anything else, man. There's nothing else that's out there that that I'm just like, oh, no, I've got one. I'll be honest here. I've got one. Um, now, I love I love my adventurous custom rods. Dur- Durwood Roberts is one of my really good friends, and, uh, you know, obviously he's one of my, my personal sponsors and all. I would still love to have a clutch fly rod and an Everglades T-Bore reel. T-Bore Everglades reel. <laughs> so so I'm going to pull a peppy right now, and if anybody out there is feeling really, yeah. really generous <laughs> and really appreciates what it is that we bring to the show, um, feel free. I can, you shoot me a message. I'll give you my address. <laughs> I'm not going to be really, really picky on the T-Bore with it being a T-Bore Everglades. So if but if that should happen, um, I I do kind of like that matte black finish. It looks pretty sick, and my yeah. and, and and my name on the little nameplate would be awesome. And if they could put a redfish underneath it, not being too specific, but if they could put a redfish underneath all of that and maybe add an extra spot on its tail, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, real quick, folks, we're going to hit a real fast commercial break. We're going to come back. we got a guest that's going to be joining us tonight. Peppy didn't even know about this. And uh, once we get back from that, we'll uh, we'll talk to our, our guest who may be a little shy about talking here on, on the radio station. But, uh, you know, you guys, will, uh, you guys may appreciate this. We'll just stand by. Here's a little Bonefish Tarpon Trust for you. Give me the flaccid dawn with plenty of tailing fish. Perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Oh, awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. 
Visit Tarbone.org to find out how you can help. All right. So, Tarbone.org. Check it out, folks. Bonefish Tarpon Trust, great organization. You hear about it all the time here on the show. It starts our show. It usually helps to end our show in some kind of a way. Um, Great organization doing great things for uh, the protection of our uh, natural resource. So, joining us tonight in studio is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Slingblade. Anybody familiar with Slingblade? Go ahead and say hello to the Peppy right now. Is like, what? I remember Slingblade from the movie. Oh, so Slingblade, man, put put the headset on. Which way did it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, put put it on just like that, buddy. Yep, there you go. Mm. I talk right into this thing right here. Mm. You told me you'd give me some potted meats if I come on your show. I'm, I'm hungry. Mm. You can call me Carl. All right, my name is Carl. All right, Carl, calm down, dude. Calm down. So, little known fact, everybody. <laughs> Carl is a, uh, is a is a kayak enthusiast. Anybody in the chat room got any questions for Carl? Uh, <laughs> I like I like French fried taters. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to you the other day there in that store there, that KBB Outfitters, mm. and uh, you know, you you come you come across kind of rude one time to this one kid, you know. You shouldn't talk to the boy like that. He's just a boy. You told him, you told him, if you're not catching fish, you're not fishing where the fish are. Mm. That's real smart, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I don't even know what's going on. Right. All right, Carl, say goodbye to everybody. All right, everybody. You guys have a great day out there. Get out there, do some fishing. Find yourself some French fried taters. Mm. <laughs> All right, Carl, get get the hell out of here, buddy. I don't even know what just happened right there. Oh man! <laughs> I shouldn't even have let him in the room. Carl, get back yeah. in your kennel, Carl. Uh, yeah. I think I've hit a new low. He sure wasn't shy, that's sure. You said he was shy. He wasn't shy. He turned out not to be so shy, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good old Carl. I said, you know, you shouldn't talk to that boy like that. You know, he's a good boy. I got you, buddy. I got you. I got you. I won't talk to the boy like that anymore. The boy did good today. He caught a 30-inch trout on fly. It's pretty awesome. Anyhow, oh, Jesus. See, this is what happens, dude, when I don't have you in on the show the week before, you know. I feel like I had to step it up, and that was part of my list of things to do today was to bring oh Carl in. God. And uh, now, for some reason, I instantly regret doing that. But it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Whatever, man. If you can't oh, have fun, man. what can you have? Look, it's the holiday season. This is my birthday week. I don't typically make a big deal about my birthday, or I used to not. But uh, everybody kind of knows my my story of uh, do you even mustard grow? Um, my story of uh, you know my second lease on life 
that happened uh, due to the fine folks at Shands Hospital. Going through my surgery and all that kind of thing. I celebrate every damn birthday. Every one. Because they're all gifts from God to give me another day on this planet. And I'm, I don't get into religious talk here on the show. Uh, I'm not going to do that tonight. But, you know, it's a it's a very, very important very important uh, time of year for me. So, you know, I'll be 35 this year, and I uh, can't believe I've lived this long. I, I've pretty much counted my bets out at about 30, 32. <laughs> Figured I'd do something stupid and <laughs> get taken out of the population pretty quick. Um, but with Christmas right around the corner, you know, I think the most important thing to tell you guys is just be safe on your travels. I know that a lot of folks are going to be hightailing it out of town and going to see family or may have family coming in. You know, we hope that, uh, we hope God that, uh, well, we hope to God that he blesses everybody with safe travels and, and, uh, a fun holiday season. And I hope that everybody remembers what this season's all about. Right. I think first and foremost, that's probably the most important, probably one of the most important things to me and my family is, you know, teaching our boys that, you know, while gifts are fun and all this kind of thing, that's not what it's all about. So, you know, um, really looking forward to seeing my brother uh, up in North Carolina during our break. The shop will be closed for two weeks after Christmas. Looking forward to that. Steve Brands just showed up there in the. I mean, Chris Brands just showed up there in the in the chat room. What's going on, Chris? Um, so yeah, you know. Uh, Hoping for a safe trip up there, and then we get back, and then a few days after that, we're going over to uh, going down to Flamingo. So, you know, uh, my my holiday season is is kind of extended a little bit because of the fact that we'll be off a little bit. But uh, there you go. It's great. So it's great. In a way, it's good though. You get to spend time with your family. You get to spend time doing a little, you know, little some things out, outside the shop. You know what I'm saying? You know, it'll it'll, it'll be good. Oh, I need it. I'll need it. I promise you that. I need it. Um, We have... uh, Thanks, Chris, man. I appreciate that. Um, This week, this week, right now, this week, this week, we will be open. This is our one-year anniversary of being open at KBB Outfitters. And I can't thank everybody who's been a part of that process and, and, and... going through the growing pains with us enough for making us your outfitters up in the north end of the of the county. And uh it's been it's been a fun little journey so far. Um we had the KBB Outfitters Kayaks by Bo Christmas dinner the other night and uh you know, I got to express my gratitude to Tom and Lynn and, and everybody who's who's helped to make our shop what it is. And uh you know it's 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 crazy, man. It's a dream come true, to be honest with you, to, to even have an opportunity to do what I love to do. And with that being said, I am tired, man. I am mentally wore out. I mean, this year has been one of those years to, for me that I've had ups, I've had downs. It's been, it's it's been kind of crazy. So um, I'm ready to see 2014 go. Super anxious on what what's to come with 2015. I think most of us are. I know Pepe's got some really exciting things kind of in the works for his his new year 2015. You know, coming forward and uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm praying that we all have a very safe and prosperous 2015. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing shows next week. Uh, I'll let you know, but uh, I would venture to say probably not, because uh, so many people will be traveling to go see family and stuff like that. But um, if we do do a show, cool. If not, uh, again, I want to wish everybody who who has joined us on this show every week, week in and week out, listen to our our craziness and sometimes, uh, you know, Sling Blade, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, listen to what we have to say and maybe it helps you out there on the water. Um, Maybe it helps to put you on some fish. You know, we're going to get into doing some more true fishing reports and things like that as we come forward. Um, kind of enjoy the way that we do our show now. Uh, I'd like to see some things change, but, um, <laughs> and Wade saying that he, he wishes everyone's dreams come true. Mm. Uh, there you go. And then Mike says, may all your dramas be untrue. There you go. That's, that's, that's <laughs> important for the kayak fishing community. Um, that should be a t-shirt, Mike, but, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's it, man. We're at the top of the hour. I'm going to let everybody go tonight pretty early. We were going to, I was going to try and roll out a little bit earlier than this, but we sometimes we get caught up into doing some tangents so, or speaking on tangent type stuff. So um, there you go. Peppy, anything else? Yes, sir. No, man. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm pretty worn out. Like I told you, I'm a little stressed out myself and all kinds of stuff, so I'm good, man. <laughs> cool. Cool. You want to you want to do the thing, and then I'll do my thing, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Hey, I want to thank my sponsors: uh, Native Watercraft, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, RCI Optics, Powerpool, Slayer Ink Lures, Sea Deck, TFO Rods, Aquabound Paddles, Hook One Kayak Fishing Gear, Yak Attack, Tailing Toads, KBB Outfitters, Kayaks by Bo, Herrera Stelly Cigars, Ram Mounts, Columbia, and Kayak Fishing Radio. Thank you excellent. all. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And uh, I'd like to thank RCI Optics, Tack Webs, Hobie Kayaks, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, which, by the way, I'll be most definitely bringing my hammock down the Flamingo with me, uh, Adventurous Custom Mods and Power Pole, Slayer Inc. and Bending Branches, Intova Cameras, got my, um, my contract finally all squared away with them, so... We're good to go. Should be getting some really cool new stuff coming here shortly. And then, of course, last but definitely not least, and probably the most important to me, um, or most important thing for me to get accomplished this week, C-Deck. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jason and the guys over there at C-Deck do, are doing one heck of a job. They're trying, they're trying their best to keep up with the demand, but you have to understand something, folks. Those who are listening to the show who who uh, are thinking about getting uh, pads made for your kayak, whether it be C-Deck or any other brand, C-Deck um, is, is their operation is so large now that they're working on, they truly are working as hard as they can to fill orders a little bit faster. But you have to understand something, that the kayak side of their business is so small that a lot of times it kind of takes a little bit of a back seat, and that's to be expected in such a big business. So, you know, kudos to those guys for doing the best job they can do and bringing out some of the best products on the market. Um, 
I don't think I don't I don't know what I would do without having a set of well I do know what I do without having a set of pads in my boat my feet hurt at the end of the day so um, <laughs> yeah. looking, for, look, looking forward to that but with that being said I hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday if we don't talk to you please feel free to uh, to hit us up on our social media feeds and if you if you have any questions comments or concerns about the show things you like to hear things you like us to do a little bit differently feel free to let us know that as well don't forget we do have a facebook page for this for the show i know we haven't been very active on it at all lately but that'll all pick up next year feel free to like it please feel free also to share it with your friends and uh there you go so peppy i hope you guys have a great week i'm sure i'll talk to you You here shortly and uh tell the family i said hello everybody take a kid fishing to the future of our sport um and be safe out there. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. Follow Facebook. Yep. We'll see if we're gonna have a show. See you guys. Take it easy. See ya.